0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
1: Conduits of Trouble Time, which means it's uh, Zolgad and Star Tribune sports columnist Chip Scoggins, Declan Goff, as always, executive producing uh, the programming here at Score North. And Chip Scoggins. So I saw your column on go for football practice and access on Saturday for Sunday's paper. How many many people are participating? How many players? 90-something? It's 95 on (laughs)
0: scholarship.
1: Royce's head is spinning around, and he's not even here. Yeah.
0: So, you know, typically it's about 60 to 65 uh, players out there because, you know, you lose your seniors, they're gone, and and, uh, most of your freshmen haven't. Got on campus a little more and more, starting to graduate early so they can go through spring ball. But by and large, it's that's typically just a couple. But um, so it, it's unlike anything I'd I'd ever seen, and there's just so many players taking part, and it's partly because, um, you know, the NCAA allowed uh, the do-over for last year, the eligibility waiver, so guys could come back, and so Mark Coyle allowed uh, PJ to invite all the seniors back, and I think pretty much all of them took it. And, and then you also had, I think it was seven, seven or eight, um, transfers from other schools. And so they're, they're in here too. So you just have this gigantic, and some freshmen, uh, graduated early too. So you have this just gigantic number of players out there, which is just, it's, it's weird that you just don't see it that often. Um, and, Judd, this is the most experienced team, gopher team that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of depth, numbers, I mean, you have two guys that are in their seventh year of college football. What is going on here? I mean, you went to school seven years, right? I mean, I know.
1: <laughs> no, I went to school about seven months and d- decided this sucks. It's not for me. <laughs> that's right. But I could have um, gone seven years because that's the flip side.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would take you seven years to get a degree maybe. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I assume with those guys you have a redshirt year, then you have a medical year. You know, if you if you tore, you know, you already had a redshirt and then you tore your ACL or something early in the in another year and then you get that year back from the NCAA and then you get the do over the year. So, but I look at their, let's just look at their offensive line, Jed, and I'll include tight end in there. So the, the offensive line, I think will start next year. You're going to have two guys in their sixth year of college football, two in their fifth, one in their fourth, uh, a true senior, I guess we would call them uh, Daniel Faley. And then you have a tight end that's in the seventh year. That's like, this is, it's unbelievable um how old and experienced this team is. Their, their offensive line, the one that I think they'll start, is going to have 140 career starts going into this year combined. And so um it's crazy. I mean, you know, you have a veteran quarterback who's going to be in his third year as a starter, a veteran running back. They just have veterans all over the field. And so this is a year to take advantage of it because guess what? They're not going to be veteran next year. I mean, all these guys that are, you know, they'd come back and they're in their fifth, sixth, and seventh year. They're going to be gone. So this team's going to look dramatically different in 2022. So with with
1: all of the experience and the guys back, how good do you expect this team to be just as far as the talent that they're going to have then?
0: Well, I, you know, they, they do have good uh, experience coming back. And that's the thing. I think their offensive line is going to be really good. Getting, uh, Fale back and Curtis Dunlap. Uh, Dunlap had an injury and he opted out. So you get yep. two guys that were starters. I don't think Dunlap will start this year. Faaleh definitely will at right tackle. Um, but you have nine guys on the offensive line that have played, that have started in a Big Ten game. And so you're going to have two or three guys as backups who started last year or, or who have started. Um, you know, more than just a spot start, but actually started the number of games that are your backups. And that's a good thing. I think the biggest area where that jumps out to me is their defensive tackle rotation. And that's where, that's where PJ was really strategic because judge, you saw it. They got pushed around in the interior last year. They just were not good mm-hmm. up front, particularly in the inside. And so he went out and I think that's where he said, we're using the transfer portal or we're, we're, we're getting transfers in here. And they got two guys, this Niles Pinkney from Clemson and uh, Val Martin from NC State, North Carolina State. Both of them grad transfers. I think both I think one of those guys will start. I think both will be in their top four. And so automatically, just bringing those two guys in, your depth gets a lot better at defensive tackle. And I think they have five or six guys that they reasonably can count on at defensive tackle alone. And so that's just a lot different than. What they've had before they've, you know, either had injury or what have you. If you try to rotate, you're putting a freshman out there who's just not ready. Right. Or a sophomore. And so I think they're going to be a lot more stout in the middle of that, that defensive line. And so I think the two units, and that's the most important thing. I think those two units are going to be pretty good. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to be huge and physical and experienced. And as you know, to me, um, experience and age, is a huge thing along the offensive and defensive lines because the difference between a 19 year old and a 22 year old football player as a lineman is, oh. you know, is it's, it's, massive because literally, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. literally I massive. Mean, yes. Their bodies change. I yep. mean, four years in the strength program and a college football strength program, your body is going to change. And you get fat too. So, yeah. And so I, I think, I think those two units are gonna be good. Um, and this is kind of where I, I feel Judd I mean, um, this is, this is the time, right I mean um, other years we heard p j said we got the youngest team in college football Uh, you know they this is the you know the year zero, and then building this is what they've been building for right here, and um you have to take advantage of it you know you you have to take advantage of this because previous teams you you either didn't know what you were getting from the Gophers or you thought you had a pretty good idea. They know, like all the players they have come back, they know what they have. They know what they have in Tanner Morgan. They know what they have in yep. um, this offensive line. They know what they have in the defensive line, I think. And then secondary, although they're still trying to add a couple players there. <laughs> P.J. said after spring ball, he didn't close the door and maybe add another transfer. He's like Zim pick. now. Yeah, yeah. Defensive but line and corners. Yeah. To me, to me, the biggest question marks are wide receiver. They've got to find two or three guys there a number two and a number three. I think Ottman Bale's a really good receiver. And then in the secondary, I still have some questions about their corners and safeties. And, and that's where PJ said, you know, we haven't closed the book on after spring ball, see what you have, if there's an injury or whatever, that bringing in another guy. So crazy. Right, this, trans, this transfer portal has changed college sports. I mean, we talked about it last week, but it's it's changed it. Yep. I mean, it is like free agency now that you can go through spring ball and say, you know what? Yep. We're a little thin at cornerback. Let's see who's on the way on the portal and bring waiver wire you're right yeah and and then the other thing is because you can go over for people don't know there's an 85 scholarship limit in college football but because of that eligibility waiver the NCAA is allowing teams to go over that this year and PJ said that Mark Cole let them do nine or ten over because I asked him I said could you get to a hundred you know and um he's like "I, I I don't know but he said some teams Um, So if you're at 85 and then you bring back all your seniors, if you had 25 seniors, which just through attrition, nobody really ever does, but let's assume you did. Mm -hmm. And you brought them all back. What's 85 plus 25. What's that? 110. Yep. You could have 110 guys on scholarship. And he thinks some, you know, some schools, you know, the big ones, the rich ones, maybe Ohio state or Alabama, they, they may be pushing that number because it's a financial thing. You know, if you're, you know, let's say you're going 10 over, right, 10 scholarships over, and let's say a scholarship is, what, $25,000? Well, do the math. That's how much more they're spending the, for this year to bring, to allow those kids to play. And so um, some schools are probably willing to make that financial commitment to, to you know, have the full roster and, and you know, have more scholarship players.
1: So, Chip, how much has changed uh, for a year now because of the pandemic, and how much of this do you think is going to actually become permanent? Like as far as the portal goes and as far as scholarships go and clearly they're not going to clear years or clear kids to return for a year um, yeah. in, in the real world after this, but how much of what we're looking at in big time college sports now is going to be permanent and really change how things are done?
0: Well, the port, the portals here to stay. It, it's not going away. And so college sports, um, you know, the, the, let's say the big two, um, basketball and football because Judge, remember, well the portal changed it but but this one time transfer rule is the other thing that has gone into effect. Um that went into effect last or the the, the NCA passed it last I think it was Friday, this past Friday, um, where <clears throat> if you're if you're an athlete, you can transfer one time transfer and you're you're eligible right away. Remember in the past you could get a hardship, you could you know yes. make an excuse and they, they might do it, but now there's no – you don't need a reason. You, if I'm transferring there, I play right away. And, that, and remember, that's happened in all the other sports. That was available to, to athletes in all the other sports, except the, the big ones, the football, basketball, and hockey. Um, but now it's open to everyone. And so that is changing college sports in a dramatic way that it's not going backwards. Um, I, I, I think the scholarship limits are going to go back to 85. And remember a while back, Judd, during the, the – uh which is so funny that, um, when they had the college football playoff and the big talk was, well, maybe they should reduce scholarships to get, bring more parity in, right? Mm-hmm. Like have the scholarship limits go down to 70, and then those kids that were at Alabama or Ohio State were going to have to go somewhere else. Well, heck, now they're talking about some having the 100 on scholarship for this year, so it's gone the opposite. But I, I do think after we get through this, I think you'll go back to the 85. Um, crazy. But I, but, but the portal and the, the one time transfer, um, has just made this chaotic in some ways. I mean, look what's going on in basketball yeah. with, you know, Ben Johnson and just kind of how chaotic. he He's got, it got a whole new team, roster. Chip. Yeah, it is. And it's now, veterans. Now, once once if you're an established coach, one one thing you're you're not going to have nine guys leave in a year, I don't think. But I don't think it's unrealistic for even an established head coach to think you're going to lose anywhere from 2 to 4 players every year and just that be the expectation because I think for whatever reasons, you know, guys are homesick, mad with their playing time, whatever, just want to get a better situation. It's just a lot easier now, especially with the one-time transfer, you know, it's just, it's a heck of a lot easier. and It's it's weird. It's not just these big schools. I was talking to, um, a a mid-major coach the other day. And it's like, if you're at a lower level, um, you have a player that has a couple good years and is, you know, all conference or, or, you know, is averaging 25 points, you probably live in fear that that guy is going to go to decide, hey, I want to play in a big 10 or I want to play in a power five conference. And it's just easy for him to leave your program and do it. If he thinks it's going to help him get to the pros or more, you know, publicity or whatever, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy time right now.
1: So are you, especially for basketball, are you going to have coaches who pivot and say, you know what, instead of going out and trying to find high school kids, okay, I'll still recruit a couple kids here and and there, but I am going to try to make my roster up for the most part of guys that I can get who, to your point, Chip, and you're exactly right, are unsatisfied. You know, I've been playing three or two or three years with this coach, and I don't like him as much. Um, are, are there going to be coaches that you think completely change philosophy and they'll still recruit um, high school kids, but they will also put a much greater premium on trying to bring in immediate veteran talent that can probably h- help you win as opposed to trying to cultivate a kid who might leave you after a year or two.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny. I asked Ben Johnson this at his introductory press conference and I said, kind of what's your philosophy with this portal? Because Ideally in a perfect world, you recruit a kid and he comes in your program and he develops over time, but how do you balance trying, you know, to want that to ha- happen with the reality of there's just so much fluidity in college basketball right now with, with kids going or mobility coming and going and, and you know you're going to lose some. And he said, well, it, it really forces you to reevaluate roster management. And he said, I don't think you'll ever use up all your scholarships because you always want to have some open, right? Sure. Because Hey, there might be a guy in the portal that we can use. And so I, my guess is um, coaches will probably look at it 50-50, right? 50% high school uh, recruiting, 50% portal. Wow. Uh, because the thing is, Jud, you don't like it, but you know it's going to happen. You're going to lose veterans off your team. And so if you're constantly putting everything into high school kids and kids, you're going to be – you're not going to have that veteran presence on your team that you want. And so if I was doing it, I would do a 50, 50. I was like, if I had four scholarships, I would say I'm going to recruit two high school kids and get two off the portal. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's changed college basketball because we're, um, we're never going to get to know these teams, the players, I don't think. Right. Because right. Yes. the the days of, you know, i was thinking about this, like, you know, think about, like, those Georgetown teams and Duke teams and UNLV teams that, that we were up. The reason why people loved them, hate them, paid attention is because you knew them year after year after year. They were together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's that gone. And so, I mean, think about this Gopher team next year. I mean, it's going to be nine new players out there. And the next year, it might be four new players. And the year after that, I mean, it might be five new players and not just freshmen, just guys coming in, so it's almost like these teams are thrown together, you know? And so I don't think, I think it's changed college basketball. And I, you wonder what it will do. Cause I do think familiarity leads to ratings. Don't you? Um,
1: well, yeah. I mean, because people, people hated Leitner at Duke because you know, they had watched him for three, four years. Like it yeah. built up, it built up. He didn't come in. Uh, and and I, I feel like kids uh, being one and done in co- in college basketball has already been an issue for that but like what you're saying now is just complete chaos with with I play at North Carolina for a year and then I go play at you know Kentucky for a year or something like that which is going which I I don't think it helps the sport but it definitely changes the dynamic I'm sure of coaches especially those who who say come play for me I'll play you a, a ton and the other thing chip that I don't that I don't get is how are we supposed to believe now that there is not going to be rampant cheating in place? Because, yeah. you know, if I'm a senior, I got my hand out. I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. got my hand out. Like if I'm if I'm a high school kid, mm-hmm. I got to be really good to say, OK, pay me uh, and we'll try and cheat. But if I'm 21 or 22 <laughs> and yeah. I'm about to leave Duke to come to your program. I'm, yeah. it, that's a cash grab. Like I want your, I want a car. I want your money. I want a lot yeah. of things.
0: Well, I don't know that there'll be any more or any less because I think it just goes on. I mean, I think it's kind of under well understood by this point that it encourages I, it. How about that? It, it, it does encourage it, um, but it also encourages, um, yeah, it may encourage cheating, but it 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 just, um, and I, I'm all for players have more powers and more, you know. Because coaches can leave, why can't they leave? I, I believe in all that, but I think it. There are the consequences of. Hey, you may have put a lot of time and energy into a player, and you may have a great relationship with him, um, but he's going to go look elsewhere. You know, um, I, I think about like this Parker Fox kid that was at Division Two. Yep. You know, and and to his credit, he got a ton of Division One offers, but. I'm sure for the you know Saul Phillips, as a coach in Northridge State, it's it's a kicking kicking the gut because you're like, man, I got this great player and and you're a successful program. Now all of a sudden you don't have him, and that's um, and that's happening all over. You know, even at the you know the the Power Five schools, they're losing guys that are veterans that you're counting on, and so it's it's I can't imagine being a coach and trying to. Put together a team that's. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, chemistry and all those things, where it's just constantly in flux with guys going and coming, and, and obviously a coaching change is going to exasperate that. When you have a coaching change, you're going to have a lot of turnover, which what Ben's going through right now, and yep. it won't be this much next year or the year after, but but it is going to be something that they constantly have to deal with. And I think was it, was it Vitel, Dick Vitel, that tweeted today that he's already heard some was well, it rumors that coaches are encouraging uh, you know encouraging kids to get in the portal and we have a scholarship open uh, scholarship open for you if you do it's like well duh <laughs> like that's a, like of course that's what's going to happen you know that's the like, whole point yes i mean it that happened before too right hey i hear so and so is unhappy if, you know you can come here we have a spot for him now you just with the portal you just Put your name in there and it's a done deal. So, yep. um, in, it, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. for coaches, you got to recruit high school kids, but you have to, I imagine if you're a coach, you have to be on that portal all the time, like Twitter, you have to be on Twitter all the time. That's Twitter what I'm saying is like, where,
1: where's your attention then high school kids or the portal? Cause I'm probably going portal.
0: Yeah. It has to be both, you know, um, particularly if you have a pressing need, like if you're, you know, if you're a football coach, you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, we we lost two wide receivers, you know, this year, a senior and a couple to the draft. Do I really want to have three freshman wide receivers? Nope. <laughs> so, a veteran who's played. Chip, here's here's
1: here's Vitel's tweet. Okay, the NC, in fact, so he he tweeted this today and we are recording this episode on wednesday the ncaa enforcement staff better get on the transfer portal scene as coaches have told me the cheating going on is rampant must in all caps must nail those tampering but even if they do it will take years before sanctions are levied dick dick it's gone (laughs)
0: <laughs> the, the ship the has sailed in the bag. I mean, I'm sorry. But yeah,
1: you're, but I mean, you're not going to look and, and and we see more and more. The NCAA at this point doesn't really care. Like, I mean, we're no. now we're now seeing the the FBI was arresting people, basically, you know, okay. ran an investigation. And we're all like, oh, my God, college basketball. We thought it was going to going to be the point shaving um, uh, deal of the 1950s. And the next thing we know, they're like, ah, whatever.
0: Did that, did that FBI investigation bring down anyone yet? Uh, the coaches? Now maybe it brought the, down a the,
1: couple of of the bagmen. That's yeah, it. Yeah,
0: the assistant coaches, but not the head coaches. No, no. heck, no, no, because they don't want to. They don't want to go there. Um, but can you imagine being like NCAA enforcement staff trying to no force that? I mean, it's just be like drinking water out of a fire hose. Well, I mean, there's no. And as vitel, you know,
1: vitel's like, we got to keep the sanctity. There's no sanctity in sanctity college, college sports. Basketball. Yeah, and, this, you know, I, I mean, as a fan, this portal thing's hilariously funny because, to use your word, it is chaos. But once you did that, you just go home, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, it's, well, once you've done that, and and I sort of rolled my eyes because a lot of coaches are like, well, this is good. We're going to have free agency. I, I sort of rolled my eyes, but you know what? It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yep. I mean, it is college's version of free agency. Um But it's worse because contracts have no terms. No. And and it, it well the 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 portal combined with the uh the uh transfer rule, the one-time transfer rule where cuz that used to be a deterrent. Yes. Not, you know, not not a a roadblock by but a deterrent. It because,
1: made you think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you're like, yeah, do I really want to sit a year? And, you know, that's I like to play and I don't have to sit a year. Now, if you take that away, it's like, well, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll transfer if I can play right away. Yep. And so it has become basically free agency. Absolutely.
1: Uh, scale of 1 to 10, what is your concern about the Twins' early season struggles, which continued last night in Oakland with them being... Shut out not once, but twice, and they have now lost, or I think now they've lost three in a row, and more importantly, in their last 10, Chipper, they are yeah. two and eight, and they look awful at the plate.
0: Yeah, I would say a seven or eight right now, Judd. Um, I think I said last week with you, I still think they're a good team, you know, and, and how much of these, you know, the struggles last night, although they haven't been really hitting with runners in scoring position before this, but just having the layoff of a couple of days and not even getting BP. And I don't want to use that as a blank excuse because they haven't been good before this, but, um, but I would say a seven or eight right now, something just doesn't seem right. And, and take away the, the COVID and all that, obviously that's, that's not good. But right. even when they were here, it just felt, I don't know, like, like there's not an urgency or, or something's missing from this team. And I, I it's hard to put my, finger on it and articulate it, but just doesn't feel right yet you know I still like the the roster I mean, I still think they have some guys that can produce, but they're not mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know but i yeah I think it's I don't think it's a ten alarm yet, but it's it's growing Where are you at?
1: uh I'm probably at about a a six right now, but here's my oh. but here's my problem so so my problem. What what gets to me about this is not the immediate struggles, it's how the people who lead this team, i.e. Falvey, Levine, and Rocco, it's how they're handling it. And mm-hmm. And you used the word that I used as well, and I think it's the perfect word here, the urgency. Like there, there are, you know what? Baseball is a long year and I totally get that. And there are a lot of times where you can, where you can sit back and be like, hey, dudes, let's all calm down. You know, it's a long season. Let's not get uptight. Let's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, right now, I would like to see, I don't want to see meltdowns. I don't want to see yelling, but yeah. I would like to see an urgency where the twins don't say things like, well, we don't want to put Kirloff on a commercial flight to Oakland because, you know, it's a pandemic and it's like, no, you're stacking losses right now. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, show me some, er- show, show me what you haven't shown me in the playoffs, which is that you understand that there are times where you're going to have to push the gas down just a little bit. And mm-hmm. these guys are so reluctant to push the gas down. You know, it's always like, it's going to be fine. Uh, Let's play some more fish. We'll, you know, <laughs> we'll play the Grateful Dead next, and we'll all just will, sort of, will, yeah, you know, that's what that. So, what gets to me is the fact that I still don't see them acknowledging that at times there is an urgency to what you're doing, and right now would be a really good time to to say we need to take a few steps here to m- make sure that this streak ends and let's give ourselves a better chance to win. And when you are starting. Williams Astadillo at second base.
0: Yeah. I In know.
1: back-to-back games, you are not telling me that you're taking this as seriously as I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are times where you say, you know what, I was going to give that player a day off, but we really need a win today. I was going to, you know, there are times where I, I might take that picture, a uh, starting pitcher out, you know, and watch the rest and all those up. But you know what, I'm going to maybe push it a little bit today. And that's where the urgency is. Like, Decisions like that, more than like you said, coming in and flipping over a, the buffet table after the game, um, on the field, isn't this a time where, and this is, isn't this why you got Josh Donaldson to come in and bring that kind of spitfire? That's what I thought leadership. Um, this is maybe the time for him to to be vocal, right? Or yes. No, too soon to do that. I well, I, no. think too soon I think you could. That.
1: Well, and but but it's just but I mean it's roster moves too. Like you're, yeah, oh yeah. you've My got guys sick. It, yeah. I totally get that. That sucks. Um, but you need to give. I'm, I'm not trying to say that Kirloff is going to fly to o- Oakland and hit eight home runs or something. But what mm-hmm. I am saying is, plug him in right now, and he gives you a better chance. Like you're not. You are. You are sort of basically to me allowing losses to occur without management showing what I would consider to be the necessary uh, concern right now.
0: How, how much do you think of it is as to just kind of their natural personality and how much of it do you think, you know what, in this division, you're probably not going to get run away from um, yeah, early. But, but, but you, that's,
1: I, that's a weird thought process to me.
0: I agree. I mean, I would, I don't know. I'd necessarily care what people are doing around me. I, I'm trying to win, you know, right now and, and show them one of the best teams in baseball Um, or can be one of the best teams in baseball. Just, but it's, yeah, it is just kind of this. Take it as it comes yep. approach where every, you know, it's like, we're not going to deviate from the plan because no matter what's happening around us, because this is how we do things. Yeah. It, it's, it, and maybe that's part of why I'm feeling it, but it's just like this whole season so far has just felt weirdly off mm-hmm. and agreed, just kind of a boring team um, that's not hitting and guys that, you know, that's the other thing is, is guys that had that step back last year that you thought, okay, maybe they'll come, you know, come back and be a little bit more what we thought from 2019. Yep. Kepler. No, nope. um, Blanco, no, not really. Um, Garver, you know, so I mean, but, no. but it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys struggling, but um, I don't know. It, it just doesn't, something about it just hasn't felt right to me. Um, and so, and then now you add on to this, you know, the, the COVID outbreak that they have, which, you know, they got to get that under control because, I mean, the roster is decimated right now, you know, with they're down to the, what their third shortstop at this point. That's the uh Riddle went on
1: And he he just went on the yeah, covid list today. Oh. Yeah, no, you're right. You you're exactly right. And and but this is the what so this is a time where I would like to see and he I'm not asking him to change in a huge way because it that's probably not in him, but this is a time I'd like to see Rocco with a little bit more of a sense of urgency to things. And yes. and we still get the well we're never going to get too high or too low and it's like okay but you're losing games like you know you know you're you you just you have not scored a run going back to Friday and and then of course they were off until Tuesday you've not scored a run since the sixth inning on Friday in Anaheim mm-hmm. like this is not a, just an ordinary oh we lost a couple of a few close games you know you are yeah. you are really scuffling and struggling and I just feel like there's this you know. Don't worry, be happy. It's like, no, no, you can't be happy right now.
0: Yeah, yeah we need a little more.
1: Uh... No Bob Barley right now.
0: <laughs> right. Bob Barley's not you working know, for me, Chip. It's funny how that style, when things are going well, you know, we, we praised Rocco, what, what, in 2019? What, yeah. It? I mean, it was like, God, he's the perfect manager for that, that clubhouse and just the, the approach and the rest of recovery, and now it's like, Rocco, let's go. <laughs> you gotta you gotta adjust here, you know, you gotta uh, there's gotta be a, a, a alternate switch at some point. Um but I I I don't think I think he is who he is in his personality. I, I I can't see him changing abruptly, do you?
1: I no, no, can't. I no I don't. But here's but here's my problem. I have been so offended by the handling of things in in their uh, five consecutive playoff defeats now with Rocco that, sure. like, this is a situation where I would like to see some urgency, which is going to then, if they can make the playoffs, which they might not now, but if they can make the playoffs, this is a time I would like to see, uh, you know what, I've been doing this for three years now, right? I, I sort of know I got to flip a switch a little bit more. I don't have to be untrue to myself, but there are going to be times where you might have to do something different. And I feel like the mentality is like, no, that's not how I do things. It's like, okay, are, do, you, do you want to repeat all of the same mistakes over and over and o- over again? Because, you know, Chip, it's very fair that the expectations now have been raised and they should be raised. 100%. This it is no be. longer Oh my God, this is so much fun. They might make the playoffs, they're gonna make the playoffs and now they lost, but yeah. they made the playoffs. You know, this is three years in. This is a this is an okay, turn that next corner and I don't see it being turned.
0: Well, no, I mean expectations absolutely have to change. I mean, it's because I mean when you look at the roster on paper, this is not a a rebuild. This is not a young team that, you know, you're you're have that vision of okay, let's you know three years from now, let's, let's see where they're at. This, this is not this is a veteran group, right? I mean, this is a veteran roster. Uh, you know, they're just not young guys. arises is young, but other than that, who would you call a young player on this team? And so, um, no, the expectations were, and you know, you looked at the preseason thing, and there were people talking about this team as at whatever the odds were, makers going into it. So um, this is disappointing. I mean, that, there's no other way to say it. This start has just been absolutely disappointing. And, and you want to just see something spark it to get it, you know, get it in gear. It's, yeah. It's just, it's you want to see them score like some damn runs? Of, it just feels like they're just kind of plodding along, just, okay, well, getting, you know another loss or not hitting, I mean, I, I don't even know what I, what I want him to do. Uh, yeah, sometimes I want to leave the pictures in there more, or, you know, maybe not rest a guy or, or run out and pull out a guy. If he, you know, acts like he has, I thought Roche had a great column, you know, or oh, if has <laughs> yes. if someone has a cough, you know, yep. they run out there to make sure he's not killing over. But, um, yeah, I mean, but, but it's just, I, I keep going back to, it just doesn't feel right. Judd. And I, I don't know it's just missing something, you know, it's missing the spark. It's missing some energy and some urgency about it. And um, I don't know how they get that other than the guys that you're paying, you know, big contracts to need to start performing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The wolves question could be, because I've been thinking about this more and more of late. And I, I guess I, I started to think about this chip because I made the comparison to what the wild has done okay because the wild, the wild in very short form have turned themselves from being a disappointing team that the past, you know, two years or th- three years was not that good to a competitive team. And you can see it building like, like I'm very high on where they're going as a team. On the wolves, is there any reason with their talent if they're well coached? And I'm not saying they're a finished product, but is there any reason why a year from now? That we should not be having a conversation about them being a playoff contender. So I'm not saying I'm making a playoff run. I'm not saying they're a great team. But I look at Ant, I look at Cat, Delo. If they make, you know, if they get a veteran here or there, is there any reason why they can't take a page from what the Wild has done and become a competitive night in, night out team that at least you think has a chance to make the playoffs?
0: I will say yes, for this reason. Okay. Are they ever going to play defense?
1: And that's Chris Finch's job to get that from them, right?
0: Yeah. But he's an offensive guy, Joe. I mean, if they don't make a concerted effort to be, I mean, honestly, we talked about this, you know, nine straight years. I mean, if, if, they don't commit themselves to being better defensively. They'll have fun games where they win 140, like last night. Last night, night you know, was great fun, yes. But you're not going to beat good teams if you don't play defense. I mean, you're just not. And so I don't know. I don't think we can. They can be a fun team and have a lot of personality and all that. But if they don't commit themselves to being better defensively, then they're they're not going to go anywhere. And I just, I mean. Do you think cat's going to becoming you know a lot better? He started off good, but do you think he's going to be a lot better? Edwards, you know, has been atrocious defensively at times. Russell's non-existent defensively. I mean, when your best players are not very good defensively, how are you going to be taken seriously? So, that that's my only pause. That's on a good that.
1: point. So here here's my comeback to that because yes, I agree completely. But again, I'll, I'll go back to what Garin has done with the. Wild, okay? And here's mm-hmm. here's the difference. He went out and very adroitly um, got two guys in particular, Benino from the Predators mm-hmm. and Ian Cole from the Abs. And neither yeah. one of those guys is an all-star or anything close. Not a household name even. No, right? not at all. But they each won cups in Pittsburgh, two cups in Pittsburgh, and both of them know how to play. And they know how to play um, a responsible game, a smart game, and they are wired in a way that that rubs off. I think on a lot of players, especially the young ones on that roster. And that's my point about. I think the Wolves desperately need to bring in not Rubio. Okay, not him. It hasn't worked. I don't know. He still looks fried half the time to me. But if you brought in a guy and. I'll use as an example, a Taj Gibson type with more left in the gas tank than Taj had, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a guy that gets it, a guy that a guy that can lead, a guy that doesn't have to yell and scream, but you watch him and he has a presence where where he says, We're playing defense, gentlemen. Like I don't care what you think. We are going to do this. This is where I think that there's a page that can be taken from from the hockey team that can be translated to the wolves because I, you know what? I love ant, but ant ant is not going to lead in that way. And he's not even close to being that guy. Carl Anthony towns. Yeah. yeah. And cats, not that guy. He's not going to be in D not that guy, but I think if you did this right and you brought in the right veteran presence who basically did the little things that suck to do, but they help you win games. That's where you can turn that corner.
0: Yeah I I think that is uh a must and I, I agree with that but can you get there you said can't uh Kat's not that guy can you get there without him being with that, with him being not that guy that's the that's the thing I I wonder about hmm. you know I mean I don't say I don't say he has to be your best defensive player but he needs to be one of the top 2 or 3 right um or at least uh have the uh, the level of commitment that it's going to take to get there because I mean, he offensively, he's just, you know, he's such a unique and gifted player. Um, But I, you know, if you surround him with better, with better defensive guys, you know, and maybe McDaniels brings that with him, you know, um, but I don't know that he's going to be of that presence. Right. Do you, I mean, I know he's a young kid too. Yeah. He's a young kid. No, it's going to have to be a veteran. You need that 28 to 30 year old. Yes guy with that's you know that has like you said enough left in the tank that he's a credible player that can play, you know, be on the court a lot and not just Yep. I you know I don't know, Judd. I mean I've just seen this team flounder so much defensively and you know i it I assume here's the thing, when we get to the end of this year, do you think that Gerson is going to see enough from the Russell Towns experiment that he's going to want to go forward with it, if they if they get that top three pick and not start over at point guard?
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, don't I get don't get a, know a at this point. Do,
0: if you get a chance, if you're in if you're yeah. a position to get Cunningham or Jalen Cuggs, you have to take one of those two, right? I would think so, point, yeah. That's your point guard. If you, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. And
1: so, but is he gonna jettison d Delo already after they just started to play together i mean i mean i don't I don't, know, I don't know, and I think there's a case to be made that they possibly should do that, but you know it's ego, it's pride. I acquired this guy. I gave up a lot potentially to get this guy exactly is gerson going to say is gerson is gerson going to say what you just said but and then say I'll put my ego completely in check here and give up on this because of what's behind door two is potentially more attractive. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you'd, in some ways you'd be, I don't know if you would be admitting you made a mistake and some people would look at it that way, but I would look at it as you admitting that, Hey, there's a better option. It's not necessarily a mistake. It's just, yeah, you gave up a lot, but you just feel like there's a better option for your future if you do that. But I don't know that he'll be in that position. And so and so, if he doesn't, you come back with you know Russell Towns and Edwards as your three best players, and two of them are probably your two of your weakest defensive players. Yeah, you know, but
1: that's what I'm saying so is you you've got you to get you have at a, help a minimum
0: in what here. Saying.
1: You've yeah. got to get help here, and and I think if you do it, so here here's the here's the discussion I think that the Wolves should have with Cat after the season, and I don't know how it goes, and it has to be framed right, okay. But I think the discussion with Cat has to be you are, without a doubt, the best player on this team. To your point, Chip, you know, your skill set is phenomenal. You can shoot threes. You can play inside. Like, what you can do is special. And you are a special player. And you are going to be the best player on this team. And if we have success here, it's going to be largely because of you, Carl. But that being said, this doesn't have to be your team. And I don't know how you say that, and I don't know how you do that, but I just don't think that he has the gene to be the guy who is, is like the, the spokesman and who, who is the best player who also plays defense, because to your point, he really doesn't, right? Yeah. So, so, so I don't know how you get there without offending him because you don't want to do that. Um, but but if you can dial down where he doesn't feel that he has to be the spokesman, he has to be the face of the team, that he can just be this phenomenal talent, I think you'll actually get more <laughs> from him and the entire team.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's a weird e- path. Everything though. that they've done though to this point has been counter to that, right? Yes, it I has. Mean, You're right. First thing Finch did when he came in, he's like, "Everything we do is run through Cat. He's the best player, you know." And 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 Gerson is like, you know everything revolves around cap. This is his, you know, his team, he's our best player. And so I don't think they could be in a position to come back and say, I know we said all that, but you're, you're, you know, you're better as a one, a than a one, you know, or that you need a co pilot, so to speak, to be the, you know, the, the true leader. I think they just try to try to draw out something. And I don't know that it's there, you know, but, um, I mean, you think about, like, think about what, like, Dave Lillard means to Portland, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you need from Towns, to be at that level.
1: I just don't think you're going to get that. I just don't yeah, think he's that, capable of being that person.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's personality, it's it's everything, but um, I, I don't know. And, you know, so much of this plan, though, Judd, is, is banking on Russell being the co-pilot. And,
1: and it's really gonna be Ant. That that's the problem, that's, right? It
0: is, but 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 in Gerson's mind he thinks it's Russell right now, right? Because he's said yes. it. You know? yes. But do you think he's ever gonna get to the level and be the player that they envision from him? To me, I think he's just gonna be a high volume shooter that can you know, he's a good shooter and is gonna score a lot. Here's
1: here's but my thing.
0: Other than that. Here's here's
1: my personal problem with the construction of this team right now. And this is gonna sound really weird. Um because to me on Delo, I don't know yet, but my personal opinion is the biggest disappointment as far as what the expectation was, and that this is not entirely by any means on the court, is Ricky. Because they brought yeah. Ricky in thinking he's going to lead. He sort of knows the way. He's a veteran presence. Cat likes him. At that time, Ryan loves him. And Ricky doesn't, and Ricky's not the guy. He's not that guy. Yeah. Um, but but that's what I'm saying. If you bring in an Ian Cole or a Benino type for this team, who can who can go about kicking ass in a constructive way, I think mm-hmm. it's going to help people. And I think that's where you it, Tibbs had sort of the right idea, but the problem was he, he had that you know his club of guys and Jimmy yeah. but, and Jimmy Butler is not that guy. Jimmy Butler is a selfish. I mean, he's a great player, but he's selfish. He he's he is he leads the way. He's going to lead, and he has no ability for nuance.
0: Right? Yeah. So you're thinking more like kind of like that. And he was, you know, I don't know how much he had left when he was here. although he just scored a lot that one game. But Derek Rose.
1: Derek, okay. yeah. De- and and my ideal guy because he plays hard as hell. He he was just he's basically been fried for five years now. Was Taj? Taj I yeah. I yeah. love yeah. Taj. Taj is exactly the, a good Taj gibson not a great but just good is exactly what this team needs and i think that they thought that that ricky was going to be that guy chip and he's just not even close to it
0: well no no yeah they thought he was going to be that version of the guard version of Taj, you know yes everybody gravitate kept the locker room together and all that but you got to have the (laughs) performance on the court to match it you know otherwise it's just not it's not going to resonate although i think anthony edwards is Probably benefited from being with Ricky and yeah. the on the practice floor and all that. I think there's,
1: but you know, they, and, they
0: talked about enough about their relationship. You know, I yeah. think there's something there. But but you also got to produce on the court too. I mean, that's that's the whole idea. Well, <laughs> you're going to help them be better defensively. And on the I court. think
1: you have to have rings. I think you have to know. I think I think teammates have to know that you won. Yeah, like like you can't be like, yes. well, I spent some time with the Phoenix Suns and that was fun, and uh, you know, Utah yeah. was a lot of fun too, and and now I am back. That I well, think, you yeah. know, athletes look at their peers with rings, and there's a yeah. credibility there.
0: There is a credibility. And they know, they know who's, you know, who still got it and who still hasn't and who doesn't. So, no, I, I think you're a hundred percent right in terms of because that part is missing. I mean, they it's it's a glaring, you know, absence in this roster that um, that Gerson's going to have to add. And I don't know, kind of what, you know what kind of room they have, salary cap and contracts and all that, and how difficult that'll be to, you know, get somebody, if there's a free agent, you know, that want to come here, you know, because, um, you know, it, this is not going to be on the top of anyone's <laughs> dream list. Now you could, you do a trade. Yeah. That, that might work, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's something they're going to have to address to make this roster more, um, is mature the right word? Maybe mature.
1: Yeah well and 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 I think they're also going to have to do it before the structure like i just I, I think we they need to get to a point where where people are slotted into the right places, both on and off the court. sure, but yeah. but you're right, like everything that they do with Carl uh screams that they disagree with me. I'm just telling you if you are if you watch Carl enough and you see his zooms and all that good stuff. that there comes a time where you say, I pretty much know exactly who this guy is. And by the way, that's not a bad thing. He's a great player. Um, But but I know who he is, and what you're asking, it's getting to a point where all of those things, especially the -the off-the-court stuff, is not going to materialize
0: no matter how much you wish it would. Well, and here's the other thing, John. If this doesn't turn around pretty quickly he ain't going to want to be the face of the franchise much longer. I wouldn't think, I mean, he's not, he's not going to be here 10 years and finish last all the time. I mean, there's gotta be some turnaround coming or he's, you're right. Everybody gets sick of losing eventually. And so we've heard his frustration, nothing to to the level of like, Oh, I want out of here, but we've heard his frustration after bad losses before he's like, you know, it's been evident. And so I feel like next year they need to start turning the corner, you know, quickly. And, to give him some reassurance and hope that, okay, this is, I'm not going to be stuck in one of the worst franchises in the NBA for my entire career, you know? So I think next year is pivotal for this rocket to start coming together.
1: I agree completely.
0: Thanks, Chipper. I'll talk to you next
1: week. Okay. All right, brother. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.
0: Whether it's Fred Meyer, Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Fred Meyer has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.
1: Get more ways to save at the Buy
0: 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Already, I'll be right there
1: It's happening Take I-5 south You are on the fastest route Mom says OMG I'll let everyone know
0: You have arrived Honey, I'm, I'm right here She's doing great We're almost there She's perfect. Hey, baby girl. The whole world can't wait to meet you. Live larger with more coverage. Share your news, big and small, on AT and T, the network that now covers more than 99 percent of Oregonians. Visit your AT and T store to learn more. Coverage isn't available everywhere, based on third party data.